you just take 30 seconds and put your hands together? Come on, if you woke up in your right mind this morning, if you was able to come to the house of God, if you have health in your body, why don't you just throw your head back, clap your hands, and give thanks to the one true living God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's get him a hand clap of praise this morning. Come on, is he a good God? Come on, is he a good God? Hallelujah. I'm thankful to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I want to first say thank you to my leadership. I give honor to Bishop and First Lady. I, I, I take this as a high honor. I do not take this lightly. Anytime I get in this pulpit, but I give him honor this morning. He's on assignment, so we're praying for him. But I'm so thankful for my pastor. He preached a couple weeks ago a tough message when he was talking about sacrificing for your children. In a world full of hirelings, of preachers that want to just tell you what you want to hear to make you feel good, I thank God for the man in my life that will preach the word that God gives him to save me. Hallelujah. This morning... I'm going to be vulnerable with you. That's who I am as a person. That's who I am as a minister. But I want to tell every person that's in this building, you're not here by mistake this morning. I, I know you think that maybe you just figured you'd come to church this morning and you'd give it another shot, but God spoke to me about four weeks ago. Bishop was preaching, and God downloaded this message I have right here. And it was so strong in the Holy Ghost, it broke me, and I almost went to Bishop because I felt such an urgency, and then God spoke to me. He said, just pray for when they're here. Pray for when they're here. So I've been praying, and it's not by chance that Bishop asked me to preach this morning. So God has a word for you this morning. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what life is throwing at you right now. I don't understand the question marks you have. But God has a word in this house for you this morning. I oftentimes, and I know you're standing. I'm just going to take a moment. I, I oftentimes, God deals with me. You know, we sing to prepare the atmosphere. We sing to prepare the atmosphere for what God's going to do in our worship and our praise and oftentimes, God gives me a song. So this morning, where you are, where you're standing at, I just want you to worship. I want this spirit to set the atmosphere for what God's about to do in this house. As they play, lift your hands and worship with me and let this go into your spirit. Come on, raise your hands. Come on, can you testify that God was there? Come on, in moments of darkness when you didn't understand where you were, can you testify that God was really there all the time? Raise your hands this morning. Let's give God thanks this morning. Let's thank him for how good he is to us. Come on, let's give him a hand clap of praise. God, I appreciate you. God, when I didn't deserve for you to be there for me, God, you was there the whole time. I'll quickly go into the word of the Lord this morning. We'll take our text from two portions of scripture. 
starting in Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24, starting at verse 13. Say amen when you have it. And behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem about three score furlongs. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near. I said, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holding that they should not know him. We'll go to John chapter 6 and verse 35. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. If you'll pray with me this morning that God would speak to us. If you'll raise your hands where you are. Come on, I need a touch this morning just as much as you do. I need God to speak into my life. Come on, if you're in a place of desperation where you don't understand what's going to happen tomorrow, if you don't have the answers in your life right now, God can meet you in this place. Hallelujah. You may be seated this morning in the fear of the Lord. Luke 24 tells us of two disciples that are standing in the tomb of Jesus. You understand that Jesus has been crucified. And he is in the tomb. The disciples are there. And the disciples are troubled and saddened at the reality that Jesus, our Savior, has died. The promise, the Redeemer, life itself is over. Discouraged, depressed, and broken, we find these two men, these two disciples walking down a road, leaving Jerusalem to a village called Emmaus. To set this context a lot of people only think there was maybe 12 disciples, but there was actually, Scripture leads us to believe there was over 100. So we have these two men of God, and they have come to the realization that Jesus is no longer there. And it's not just that Jesus is not there anymore in the present world. They come to the realization that Jesus was supposed to be their redeemer, but how can he redeem when he is not present? Where's Jesus at? Where was he at? He, he had the miracles, and they watched the healings take place. Can I get an amen this morning that we understand that Jesus is present in our lives when he is working? Come on, we recognize that Jesus is our Savior when we get our raise on the job. We understand that Jesus is our Savior when our healing comes. We understand that Jesus is our Savior when he saves our family. But when Jesus doesn't speak, we lose all belief. It's going to get quiet, but it's, it's okay. It's, gonna, it's going somewhere. We understand that Jesus is all-powerful. We understand that Jesus is the Redeemer, our Savior. But in our times of struggle, and when Jesus is not speaking to us, we seem to lose all faith of who the all-powerful really is. Luke 24 and verses 4 through 5 Focusing on verse 5, and it says, And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? 
Can I preach this morning for a moment? I don't know who I'm preaching to. I don't know who this message is for this morning. But you've been looking in all the wrong places for life. You've been looking in all the wrong places for salvation. What are you looking for? Why are you looking for life among the dead? Why are you looking for strength among the weak? Who am I preaching to this morning? You've been going places you know you're not supposed to be going. You've been visiting places you know you ain't supposed to be. And you wonder where your strength is. Come on, we wonder why when we visit those places, when we go to the nightclub and we're trying to find life. We're trying to find life, but the problem is we can't find life in places of death. We can't find life in the places of this world. You can't find everlasting satisfaction in the hands of the adversary. And so we ask him, why seek ye the living among the dead? Luke 24 and verse 21, the Bible says, But we trusted that it had been which he which should have redeemed Israel, and besides all this, today is the third day since these things were done. But we trusted. I'm preaching to us this morning about a visitation from eternity. I'm teaching this morning about a visitation from eternity, about why we had trust in things and why did God allow us to see certain things. Am I preaching to anybody this morning that there were situations in your life that you don't understand why God allowed you to feel what you felt? Why did God allow you to go through what you went through? Why did God allow, where is my Redeemer? I'm preaching this morning about a visitation from eternity, a visitation from a place that there is no time, a place where there is no timeline on when it starts and when it ends, but it's a place where we will spend eternity. This text is peculiar because you understand that Jesus has died and he has risen. He is out of his tomb, but the scripture says that he walked with these men. Luke 24 gives us a breakdown of a miraculous moment in time where God shows us his sovereignty. Where God shows us that just because maybe we've chose to walk away from him. Come on, just because we chose to do things our way, just because we chose things and maybe we lost faith in him because, God, you didn't do it the way I saw fit. I feel that in the Holy Ghost. God, you didn't do it the way I told you to do it. God, you didn't do it the way I prayed about it. God, you didn't save them like I wanted them to be saved. God, you didn't meet me in my need when I told you to meet me. Can I tell somebody this morning that it's not on our timeline. It's on his timeline. And it's our way. Our ways can't be sometimes what God wants. But you have to not lose faith this morning. We got two men that are broken in their spirit, depressed. Has anybody ever been there this morning? Have you ever been in a moment where surely you have saw the Christ in your life? Surely you've seen the miraculous hand of God working in your life, and then all of a sudden it's like God has disappeared from you. It's like God's not present in your world this morning. It's evident that whenever these men were walking, the Bible says they were walking away from Jerusalem. Can I tell you that any time you start to lose faith in God and any time the devil battles you with disbelief, there's only one place to go from the church. I said there's only one place to go from the church. When the adversary battles your mind and tells you there is no God, there is no hope for you, that preacher is not talking to you. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost that God's time and God's ways, he still loves you. 
Clap your hands this morning if you believe it. Clap your hands if you still believe that there's a God that died on the cross and his name was Jesus for your sins and my sins. That even though I'm not worthy, God said, I'm still with you. Bible says, we trusted that you were our redeemer. And you've done gone and died this morning. You done went and died on us, and now there's no hope, there's no power. He said, but we trusted. We thought he was going to be the one to redeem me out of the hand of the devourer. He was my strength. He was my strong tower. Can I just tell somebody this morning and get to the punchline of this message? Even though you do not see him working in your life, even though you do not visibly feel or see God, he is with you. God is alive now more than he ever was. He is still Jehovah Jireh. He is still your provider. He is still Jehovah Rasha. He is your everything. Come on, even though I don't see him, I know he's working. Where's my faith at this morning? God, even though I don't feel you, I know you're battling on my behalf. God, even though in my situation it looks like it's bleak and dead, God, I know you're with me. This morning, say it with me. God, I know you're with me. Hallelujah. Where was God? Where were you, God? When he died, Jesus, where were you? Come on, we were supposed to be married forever. It was supposed to be a fair. Where were you, God? Come on, God, he was supposed to live for you. We were supposed to have a perfect marriage. And now, God, where are you? I'm preaching to somebody in the Holy Ghost this morning. You showed up this morning at your wit's end and you don't understand where God has you. Can I tell you this morning that your help is at this altar? Your help and your provision is in the spirit of the Almighty. Your help this morning is in the spirit of Jesus this morning. Where are you, God? Where are you? Walking down a road away from the church. Walking down a road of a place of destruction because you don't feel God in your life. Walking away from the church, away from Jerusalem, away from Israel. You're walking away from God because you don't really feel God in your situation. Can I tell you that no matter how low you get, no matter where you are, God can reach down to the darkest depths. He can pull you out of any pit. My God is able Come on, clap your hands if you believe in an all-powerful God. My God can still save. My God can still heal. My God can still heal my marriage. My God can still save my family. Hallelujah. Clap your hands this morning. Give him praise. Come on, he's a good God. Let me tell you where God's at. Let me just tell you where God's at this morning. Because I've heard some prayers. God showed this to me last night. You've been asking God, God, where are you? I've been going to this church and I feel you, but God, my situation has not changed. Can I get an amen this morning? Come on, church, do you believe that? Come on, anybody ever been in a place where the adversary loves to talk to you about, oh, poor you and your situation, your God? If you served a big God, he would fix it immediately. We're going to preach about that for a second. There are some things that the Holy Ghost can't do. There are some things that God himself cannot do. You keep pulling yourself to the same old places and wanting God to change something in your spirit. God can't fix anything in your spirit that you won't allow him to. God will not violate your self-will. God will not come against you. God's a gentleman. He'll say whenever you're ready. Come on, church, whenever you're ready, I'm waiting. I'm walking with you. I'm not dead, but I will not violate your self-will. 
That's hard to hear sometimes. That's not comfortable. It goes against what this world preaches. It says you can come to God and stay just like you are. But God said, when you, when you take of this bread... Come on, when you take, when you get into this body, when you are saturated with this spirit, come on, has anybody ever felt that? What is your testimony? When I came to God and I finally broke myself on an altar, am I preaching to anybody? My life was changed when I finally put this old man on the altar and all this self-will, when I crushed it under the anointing, God changed me. I said, he's still God on the throne. I said, he's still, even though this world likes to tell you that the devil runs things, my God still is the man. My God is still the one sitting on the throne calling the shots. The devil only has as much power as God allows him to have. Bible says that walking away from Jesus Because they perceived it was over. Who am I preaching to this morning? A visitation from eternity. A visitation from eternity. How can God, who robed himself in flesh, die on a cross, risen in a tomb, supernaturally meet two individuals in their moment of disbelief, walking away from the church? He's still the same God of yesterday. That grace and mercy that's in the New Testament, I'm telling you this morning, you have not gone too far. Come on, the devil's a liar. You ain't been too far. This altar's not too far for you to give your life over back to God and say, God, I know I've made mistakes. God, I know I haven't been perfect, but God, redeem me. Luke 24 and 30 says, and it came to pass as he sat at the table with them. So Jesus is walking with these two men. Jesus is talking with them, reasoning with them, telling them, how can you have not, all the scriptures that, I, that you've heard, how could you not know that this was supposed to happen? And I want to share with you something. It says that, and he sat at a table with them. And he took bread and he blessed it. Now I want to tell you something this morning. That scripture in John that we quoted from, whenever it talks about bread, you need, your ears need to perk up because that's what's happening right now. He, he, uh, brother told me this morning, he said, you got a meal for us this morning? I said, yes, sir, because when the preacher has a word, and it's not just me, but when the word of God comes forth, if you feel like you're starving this morning, you feel like the devil's had his run with your spirit, you came to the right place. God said, I'll feed you with what you need. Not the world, not YouTube, not some social media preacher, but God said, I let my word redeem you. And I felt this in the Holy Ghost that when God gave me this, there's something miraculous going to take place today. I said, you've been battling things you don't have the answers to. You feel like you're a repeat offender. Every time you feel like you come to this altar and you get deliverance, you go right back into the world and it's the same old thing again. I'm telling you, there's a spirit, there's an anointing here this morning that God said today is the day. Now is the time of your deliverance. I am still your redeemer. Does anybody believe that this morning? That he is still my redeemer. God, no matter how far I may have went, God, you're still my redeemer. Clap your hands this morning. Come on, he's still my redeemer. The revelation of what took place is that they didn't know who Jesus was until he broke bread with them. They knew who he was when, he st- when they started to break bread. Can I tell somebody this morning? It don't have to make sense how you got here or how you ended up in this service this morning. All I can tell you is that if you would just listen to what God has, God's about to show you who he is. 
I said, God's about to reveal to you who the one true living God is. That sin that you've been dealing with, that you think is generational, that you feel like nobody else knows or can relate to. There's a God in this house this morning that says, I can do it. I can do it. I'm the God of yesterday, today, and forever. I am all powerful. Does anybody believe that this morning? Come on, is he still your God of deliverance? Does he still believe that God can pull you from your life of sin? God still can pull you from wherever you're at. I said if you would just eat of the bread, if you would just eat this morning and you take what God has for you, God will reveal to you his power. God will reveal to you the revelation of who he is. If you just trust and get in the spirit this morning and know that he is still the one true living God. We talk about a crossroads. We're talking about two men walking down the road of destruction, leaving the church questioning everything that they've ever seen God do. I'm preaching to some people that are in church this morning. You've, you've seen miracles. You've seen the signs and wonders in this church, but the devil's been battling your mind that you really don't know if God is meant for you and God's meant for you. Can I tell you this morning, the devil's still the same liar that he was yesterday, and he is still all-powerful. God is still working miracles, signs, and wonders. So as, as they took of the bread, as they broke bread with Jesus, just like we're doing this morning, as we're communing with God, as we're breaking bread and God's starting to reveal himself, that spirit you feel right now in the house is God saying, no, the devil was lying to you. There is still grace and mercy. There is still time for you to come to repentance. There, you have not gone too far. There is still time for you to run to the house of the Lord. We find another example in Scripture in 1 Kings chapter 19. The Bible says that Elijah, he himself, went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came and sat down under a juniper tree that he requested for himself that he might die. He said, it is enough. Now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. And listen to this. And as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. Is anybody listening this morning, this preacher that God gave a word to that says you're going down the road of destruction? You've lost your faith. you got a little disbelief in your heart. Can I tell you this morning, it's not a mistake that you're here, but just like Elijah, God is sending people into your life to say, you don't need to commit suicide. You don't have to have depression. You don't have to have anxiety. But just sit here and eat with me. Communing with God, battling suicide and depression. Even after seeing all the miracles that he has seen, God, so gracious, full of mercy, sends an angel with some bread to tell him, just keep walking. Oh, come on, who am, I pre who am I talking to this morning? You walked into this house with thoughts of depression and suicide, and God sent somebody to tell you, just keep walking. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Come on, I don't know who you are. I don't know who I'm preaching to. But this morning, God brought you into this place to say, don't give up on me. As powerful a man of God as Elijah was, he was, not, he was not oblivious, and he wasn't omitted from the feelings of our human emotions. It's normal for you to have those feelings, but the problem is, is that the world doesn't know how to deal with them. I said the world don't know how to deal with depression. The world doesn't know how to deal with suicidal thoughts. I can tell you that their answer is more medicine to numb everything that's inside of you. And there's a pill for every little thing. But can I tell you that in the presence of the almighty God, he is still able to overcome every dark spirit in this world. 
Clap your hands if you believe that this morning. Come on, is he not just your Savior, but does he possess the power to deliver? Does he possess the power of visitation from eternity? You might be asking yourself, how does this all tie in? I'm glad you asked. The revelation of where these two men are headed, if you understand these thoughts of disbelief, you understand the thoughts of fear. You understand the thoughts of Elijah, the emotions of depression. Can I tell you that you may feel like that's just part of who you are and part of you, but can I tell you this morning, the devil has one goal with those emotions. Whenever you start to feel the the grip of depression around your throat, when you start feeling fear that says, nobody loves me, I can't find a church, I can't find truth, religion has scarred me. Can I tell you, there's only one driving force in this world that does that to people. That's demonic, that's dark, it's evil. It's the adversary coming against you, getting you away from the house of God. Do you believe this morning that your strength and your power comes from this house? It comes comes from the Almighty God. This is how we're able to title our text of visitation with eternity. For it were not for the visitation from God. Was it not for God's voice? And I'm talking to some people this morning. If you can testify, Rock Church, God found you in a place of brokenness. You didn't have everything together. Come on, it's a lie from the devil that you've got to get your life together to come to church. You've got to come to church to get your life together. Outside of these four walls isn't where you get wisdom and discernment. Inside the house of God is where you get guidance and direction for your family. Hallelujah this morning. Clap your hands. Love the Lord. Come on, he's still a good God. I'm trying to talk to somebody this morning about a visitation from eternity. What those men didn't know, what Elijah didn't know is that where they were on that word in their life, just like I'm preaching to some of us this morning, where you are on this road, it has eternal implications. You got decisions to make this morning. I feel this so strong in the Holy Ghost. God showed me a vision when he gave me this message. I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning. You had, I seen vines going around your face and your arms choking you out. Anybody this morning been battling with depression, a weight on you like you can't even get outside of your bed. Weights on you like you can't even walk and go to work. It's hindered your life. You can't even function. You can't lead your family. You can't go to your job. God's trying to help somebody this morning. I feel this in my spirit. God's trying to draw you from an eternity of damnation and hell. God's trying to say, I know you may not feel me, but I'm still the God on the throne. I can still save you. I can still, come on this morning, somebody. I am still able to deliver you out of the hand of the devourer. There is nothing too hard for me. These vines... These vines that are choking you out, the, the, the attempt of the devil is to immobilize you. Can I tell somebody that when you find yourself secluding yourself off by yourself, trying to get alone because you feel like nobody understands you, listening to the adversary, just it's been a bad few days, I just need to be alone. Am I preaching to anybody this morning? Come on, the devil's been telling you, you don't need to be around nobody. You don't have to go to church to feel me. Come on, you don't have to fellowship to feel God. I'm all God. I'm, I'm telling you this morning, the devil's trying to move you outside of the church. He's still a predator. His way that he works is moving people on there. Anybody get an amen this morning? He moves people on the fringes of the church and on the fringes of society and then he moves in spirits in darkness of depression. I said he's a predator. He's still a predator and he's trying to pick people off. If he could just get you isolated, if he can get you by yourself, if he can get you outside the house of God. This morning, I'm not going to be long. 
Because I really do feel like God's going to change somebody's life. God's about, to, God's about to turn your world upside down. I said there's been a key part. I, I, I know who I'm talking to right now. You have felt God in this altar. You felt the power of the almighty God. But there's a crucial part of your walk with God that you have not performed. I feel this so strong that the reason why you've been battling the opposite of remission is recurrence. I'm about to preach to somebody whether the devil likes it or not. The opposite of remission is recurrence. And the reason why you keep battling the same old things that you keep on battling, the Bible says, Luke 24 and 47, that as Jesus communed with these two disciples, he said that and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in the Trinity. Oh, no, that's not right, huh? Not three titles. The devil will tell you that there's titles because there is actual power in the name of Jesus. Does anybody believe that this morning? I said my Bible says that it should be preached in his name, the name of Jesus, not God the Father and the Holy Ghost. I said, but there's power in the name of Jesus. I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. Just clap your hands and love the Lord. Come on, God's starting to unscale somebody's eyes this morning. Somebody's starting to see the missing piece to why you keep tripping up. The Bible says in that scripture that repentance and remissions, Jesus is saying, this is why I died. And it's not just about repentance. I don't know why it's God, but I feel this so strong in the Holy Ghost. If you have not been baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins, you don't have a sin problem. you got a recurrence problem. I said you need to be buried in the water for your sins. It's not enough just to ask God for forgiveness. The scripture says for remission and repentance. Come on this morning. Does anybody still believe that it takes repentance at an old-fashioned altar and a dying underneath the water? I said somebody needs to be buried this morning. I said somebody needs to get in their spirit that I'm going down in the water, not next week, not this Tuesday. After this service, I am going to be buried in the water. That way I can truly have remissions. Does anybody feel that? Are you tired of walking in sin? Are you tired of the devil tripping you up this morning? I'm tired of recurrences. I'm tired of recurrences. That's why I'm tired of coming to an altar, getting prayed for, and me walking right back into the world only to find myself back with the same relationships, back with the same people I promised God I wouldn't go back to, back in the same places I made commitments to God that, God, if you delivered me, I won't go back there. Come on, am I preaching to somebody this morning? Is anybody fed up? Come on, the power of a made-up mind. Does anybody have it in their spirit this morning? Come on, I feel an old-fashioned Pentecostal spirit this morning that says, I am tired of walking the same old way that I'm walking. I'm tired of the same sin. I'm tired of the devil taking advantage of my mind. He said, repentance and remission. He said, repentance and remission. The problem is, is that these people really do have two choices to make on this visitation from eternity. This morning, as they come to the music, when I'm talking about visitation from eternity, you got two choices this morning. The adversary is smothering you with the vines of lies. He's trying to choke you out. He's trying to tell you that you're worthless and you don't have anything to offer this kingdom. Can I tell you that God is standing all-powerful, revealing himself to you this morning that says, I am still alive. I am still God on the throne and I love you. 
The problem is they're faced with a decision. Overcome with disbelief because they don't see God. Overcome with fear because they don't feel him. And just what's happening here this morning, God's coming down to earth in a supernatural mighty way for an appointment and a visitation of eternity and saying, I still love you. Come on this morning, somebody. I still love you. You're still mine. I want you. I want everything about you. Does anybody feel that this morning in their spirit? Come on. Does anybody believe I haven't gone too far to feel the grace of God? God, I want you. As they play this morning. The promise that we have at the end of this scripture in Luke chapter 24, you maybe came into this house asking God, God, I don't know if I'll ever be able to live for you the way these people live for you. God, I'm so broken. I'm so messed up on the inside. God, I don't understand. I'm not like them. I wasn't raised like them. They haven't been through what I've been through. God says that at the end of this story, in Luke 24, 52, it says once they knew God, once God revealed himself to them, the scripture says, and they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem. God's calling some people this morning. Come on, you're on a road of destruction and you don't understand where the devil's been battling your mind and what's been happening, but God's calling some people to come back home. Come on, God's calling some people to come back to Jerusalem. Come on, you got disbelief and fear in your heart, but God's calling you to come back home. Does anybody feel it this morning? God, I want to give you one more chance. One more chance before I have a visitation with eternity. Come on, I pray you don't take this lightly this morning. Come on, God, God waited for this moment in time. It doesn't matter how broken you are. It doesn't matter where you've been. It don't matter what happened last night or this past week. God is going to meet you. God's going to provide for you. He is still God. Come on, somebody just needs to surrender everything. Come to this altar this morning if you're tired. Come on, if the devil, the adversary has been battling you. Come on, I'm tired of a recurrence of sin in my life. I need a visitation with eternity. Help me pray this morning, church. Come on, bind up with somebody. If you're in a place where this isn't for you, find somebody to pull out from the depths. Find somebody to link arms with and pray with. Come on, God's telling somebody one foot in front of the other. Come on, one foot in front of the other. Come on, come to this altar. It starts with forgiveness. Come on. God, I need help. God, I need help. Come on, eternity's too long to play games with God. Come on, there's a visitation of the eternal this morning. this service pass come on don't let this service pass without talking to God this morning from the devil that says you've gone too far. 
You just need to talk with God. God, I love you.
Come on, God's restoring some people right now in this altar, church. Find somebody to pray with. Come on, God's restoring some marriages in this altar right now. God's restoring somebody's mind. The devil's been battling your mind. God's making a restoration effort right now on your behalf. God, I'm giving you everything this morning. Withholding nothing. God, I'm giving you everything this morning. Withholding nothing. Come on, give everything at this altar. Withholding nothing. Lord, I surrender all to you. Everything I give to you. Lord, I you here this morning for a preacher to tell you you ain't going too far to tell you that God wants to restore your relationship with him he's still your God withholding nothing withholding nothing Lord Come on, there's 